Happy almost Royal Rumble weekend, guys. Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, January 28th, 2021. I am Graham G.S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. And we have an even more stacked show than usual on tap for you fine folks here today. Not only breaking down the entire Royal Rumble card, our picks, preview, and predictions for all the matches on the show, which is only five as of right now, um, but we are breaking down in depth the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches for Sunday. But also my exclusive interview with the reigning defending, or the reigning defending, rather, as Paul Heyman would say, WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, talking all about his current run as the Universal Champion, going heel, WrestleMania, going to Tampa this year for WrestleMania 37, and so much more, talking about The Rock, acting aspirations, one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. It went live on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash Graham G.S. Matthews a week ago. Last Thursday. So if you want to check out these interviews before they go live here on the show, subscribe to the channel. You get the interviews as soon as they go up. In addition to Bleach Report, Fansided Daily, DDT, wherever they might be. So check out those outlets. Check out the channel. And more importantly, listen here to the show every single Thursday for more exclusive interviews. And today we got Roman Reigns on the line, talking all things as I mentioned earlier. But before we get to any of that, you guys could check out new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and Google Play. You can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss an episode. Find me on the socials at WrestleRant on Twitter, on Facebook at Facebook.com, backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews, and again on YouTube at YouTube.com backslash Graham G.S.M. Matthews. So without further ado, before we get to my conversation with Mr. Marceau breaking down the Royal Rumble, let's invite on the reigning defending Universal Champion at this time, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Hey, how's it going, Roman? Pretty good, Graham. How are you, man? Doing great, dude. Obviously, this past Saturday, we found out the locations for the next three WrestleMania events, including WrestleMania 37 in Tampa coming up in April, two-night event this year. Uh, how much does it mean to you to have WrestleMania back in your backyard of Tampa, um, especially in the midst of one of your biggest runs so far and after it had to be bumped from uh, Tampa last year? Uh, it means a lot. You know, I mean, I think uh, one of the biggest things about WrestleMania and WWE is the relationship that we have with the individual communities, you know, that we, we uh, locate in. So um, it, it was really tough for us to miss it uh, this past year in Tampa. Um, I think, you know, I, I obviously didn't perform, but I know um, it, it takes a great, you know, it, it takes a pretty big effect on the, on the talent and the company when, when there isn't, you know, a stadium involved, you know, packed full of fans, you know, a week long of, uh, you know, um, events and interaction with the fans. I think that's what makes it so special. And, and this year has still been, you know, in a pandemic, it's going to be, you know, what it is, you know, it's, we have to definitely stay safe, but to, uh, you know, to, to be back in Tampa and to be able to kind of get it done this year and, um, you know, have that opportunity to, uh, you know, be able to be hosted by, you know, Tampa Bay and, and, and you know, use the Bucks Stadium, I think it's really neat. So um, hopefully we can, uh, you know, and we'll find this out, I think, in, in the weeks to come. Hopefully we'll be able to get some kind of an attendance, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's following the same kind of protocols the NFL or any other sports league. But hopefully we'll be able to get some fans in there and, and keep everybody very safe. That's always the most important thing. For sure. Um, and obviously follow all the protocols. But um, it, it, it'll be really nice to, to 
to kind of blow out WrestleMania again and, and make it big and special. Yeah, no, unless anything changes, this is going to be the first WWE show with fans in over at least over a year since uh, I think early March of 2020, which is crazy. Um, after almost a decade, you've had such a rich history at WrestleMania from facing, you know, legends such as Taker, uh, Brock Lesnar, Triple H. Do you have any one favorite WrestleMania match that you've had to date or at least one that meant the most to you? Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of awesome opportunities and uh, experiences at Mania. Um, probably would go back, I think my first one, with uh, my first uh, main event with Brock mm-hmm. would probably be my favorite. Um, I, I probably wouldn't want to go do it again. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> yeah. brutal. <laughs> yeah. I was a much younger man back then. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, that, that, I mean, to me, that, that match was an instant classic. Unlike, you know, really any other type of sports entertainment match. It was, uh, you know, I, I think if, if you're like a grown man and you're really on the fence about wrestling and you're like, man, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like soap opera stuff. Right. I yeah. like, I would, I would suggest you go watch that match and be like, yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it just depends who's doing it. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a little bit of, you know, something for everybody. And I think the physicality that Brock and uh, myself brought to the, uh, to the stadium that night, um, it, it's hard to match that, if you, especially you know from a full time perspective. Uh, that's that's why they call it WrestleMania, is because the biggest matches happen, the biggest moments, you know, in the biggest yeah. stadiums in front of the biggest crowds. So it's uh, that they're all special. Triple H, Undertaker, I mean, they they're all they're all great, you know. And and the the matches we had at the Shield, and um, even you know coming back uh, against Drew McIntyre after taking you know, some time off, uh, to, to handle, handle my health. Uh, mm-hmm. that was very special too, but there's something very special about WrestleMania 31 in Santa Clara and I was in the Niners stadium. So that kind of just was the, <laughs> the cherry on top. Yeah, no, that match, that match was magical from the circumstances, the atmosphere to the execution, everything about it was near perfect. Just a great match. Uh, going into this year's WrestleMania, obviously the current reigning universal champion. I think what makes your current story and character so special is that you have a lot of people gunning for you right now. Obviously you're facing Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Adam Pierce has an issue with you. We have uh, Daniel Bryan, Big E. I mean, you've mentioned even CM Punk in the past. If you were to ever come back to the company, is there any one person you're eyeing as your opponent, your ultimate dream opponent for WrestleMania 37 this year? Nah, nah. I mean, you know, it's, it's almost like uh, it's almost like a, a Mr. Olympia bodybuilder at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like I. I don't even look at anybody else on stage. I'm just competing with myself. You yep. know what I mean? Like at this point, um, like you said, every, everybody's gunning for me and, and I'm doing the same thing. I, I'm gunning, you know, to better myself every single day, whether it's, you know, the time I have on camera or the time that I'm alone in my gym, grinding it out, you know, it, for me, um, you know, obviously it takes some really good dance partners and, and some great competition and some good opponents. Um, but I just feel like for me to capitalize on my potential, I have to be fully focused as long as I am fully focused and I'm all in and I am, you know, connected to what I'm doing and I'm in the skin of this Roman Reigns character, this head of the table character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I don't feel anybody can touch me. You know, that, that's how, that's how, you know, laser focused I am. Uh, when I, when I step in, you know, into my element on Fridays or Sundays, what have you, uh, 
Uh, it, and it's because of all week long, all month long, all year long, for years now. I mean, I've always been this way. I, you know, you don't turn this job off. Um, but I'm finally getting to the point where every, all the equity, all the, you know, the, the sweat and tears, they're all adding up and it's all just kind of just coming to fruition right now. It's just happening. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just natural and organic. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I, that's, that's the island of relevancy. You know what I mean? It's, yep. It don't matter who. Give me another half of a tag team, you know, put, put Apollo Crews in the ring with me. It don't matter who it is at this point. I'm going to make them special. Uh, because that's how committed and, and that's how, you know, that's, that's how much belief I have in what I'm doing right now. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's even to the point where a couple of months ago, you didn't call out The Rock. The Rock called out you for a match at some point. Maybe not at WrestleMania this year, maybe at some point down the road. I know Mania's coming to Hollywood. Uh, they announced that a couple of uh, couple of days ago for WrestleMania 39, I think it is, in two years. Uh, so you never know. And that's a match I think a lot of people have wanted to see for a long time now. But do you think if that match were to happen, Roman versus Rock, maybe obviously not again at, at WrestleMania this year, but at some point down the road, with your current character, do you think it would matter more for that match to happen now? It makes more sense than if it happened, you know, say five, four, five, six years ago. I think so. You know, I think, um, you know, when we're cut from a very similar cloth when it comes to just progression and getting better. And I think, you know, he'd have very similar answers and how his grind is and, and sticking to the drill of what he does. I mean, I'm sure you can go on his social media and he's in the gym right now, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, that, that's just, I think, a reflection of our bloodline and, and, and our, you know, family ties and, and just, the, you know, what was instilled upon us to, you know, handle, you know, this type of uh, responsibility of representing, uh, you know, family, representing yourself and, and the seriousness that it takes. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, you know, I'd like to definitely think that I'm just continually getting better. And I think it's proven with him, you know, he, he seems to be immortal when it comes to age um, and he doesn't ever <laughs> slow down. So um, I, I definitely think, you know, as the years go on and it's a little different because he's out, out the ring. Um, and it, that does take an effect when you're not in that ring um, often, you know, it's not quite like a bike. It's, it's you don't just, you know, start pedaling again. You got to kind of get your, the feet wet a, a little bit, but he keeps himself in great shape. So I think if anybody can handle it, um, as they're getting a little bit older, he's definitely the guy, um, you know, the way he takes care of himself, his nutrition, his training, um, and just how active he is too. I think his schedule, you know, sometimes when you're that busy, it keeps you young because you're just going. Um, so yeah, I think we're definitely both, you know, I, I know for myself within, you know, within the, the ring, within sports entertainment, Every single week, I feel like I'm getting better. So uh, I definitely think that matchup um, benefits with, you know, more experience and a little more time. For sure. So you come back at SummerSlam. You are on SmackDown the next week. You align yourself with Paul Heyman, or Paul Heyman rather aligns himself with you. You win the Universal Championship two days later. You make your first SmackDown appearance the week after that, cutting your first uh, promo with this new character. And I think a lot of people were expecting, oh, he's going to go off on the audience after all the years of backlash, blah, blah, blah. But you took the character in a totally different direction, which arguably worked out even better. And you're still doing that now, which is awesome. Was that a conscious decision on your part, Heyman's part, whoever, to not go and not go down that obvious path of, oh, you're the people that booed me for all these years, blah, blah, blah. And just instead do something completely different as the head of the table. 
Yeah, well, like the the you all promo. <laughs> like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, so for me, uh, you know, I, I just want to do something a little different, you know, and and a lot of times the position that I'm in, it's a superhero, you know, a Superman character, you know, it's it's a guy who just you know can't be stopped, won't be denied. Um, always, you know, he's always having a great day, you know, like Cena, it, it was like, he's in the best mood all the time. It's happy, go lucky character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little bit different this day and age, you know, it's not like, you know, when, when Stone Cold or even, you know, Dwayne were, were on top, the internet wasn't such a, you know, such a, a large tool for communication, you know, it was still kind of, you know, finding its way. Now it's all day long, you know what I mean? Like I, if I want to go get some negativity, it's, it's not a problem. You know? and, and <laughs> yeah. Some positive stuff too. You know, all you gotta do is just log in and check out your Twitter feed or yep. go to YouTube or, you know, Instagram. I mean, there, there's a lot of tox, uh, toxic stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that was like the obvious way. And that's like, that's one thing I don't want to do is like, I don't, I, you won't ever hear me cut a promo and it's like, well, it, sounds like he just read Twitter and started using a bunch of their lines. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that was, I wanted to be more creative than that, but I wanted to also add a, a level of realism uh, and, and I guess, you know, a little bit of shoot, so to speak sure. um, to where people and our, and our, our hardcore fans and the people who, you know, live and breathe off of professional wrestling and sports entertainment can really sink their teeth in it. And I just, you know, to me, what better way, them to show this this top of the mountain perspective in a different light. Well, mm-hmm. what a what would be a more unique way than to blame the fans or to blame the circumstances to, yep. to you know the you know the lifestyle the the, the responsibilities the accountabilities you know the the burden of being on top. Um, so I just thought that would have been you know a far more original uh, story thread to go off of than. And at the same time, you know, there's nobody in the crowd right now. I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not going to yell at a bunch of, uh, you know, video screens, mm-hmm. which leaves some options for when we get some fans back in that and, and attendance. So, you know, that'll be a real nice uh, kind of, uh, you know, a live mic uh, ad-libbing <laughs> situation is to be able to go off on the fans every once in a while to, to play with the house a little bit. Um yeah which I think in terms of that interaction is, is always created a fun environment. So, but yeah, for me, I just wanted to be able to create a dynamic character that, that you know, our fans that have loved, you know, wrestling their whole lives could really, you know, sink their teeth in and be like, Whoa, man, I don't know if he's talking for real. Like, I don't know if this is Joe or I, yeah. I'm not sure if this is real, you know? So I wanted to be able to really toe that line. Um, and stretch the imagination of what this character is and what he goes through and his day to day and, and where he is mentally and the stresses that it takes and how it how it affects him and and you know is he bending or is he breaking you know I just wanted to be able to tap into all these different emotions and, and take our audience on it on on the ride so it, it's been fun. Where did the uh, head of the table slogan come from, as well as the tribal chief nickname now? Man, I just came up with that. So that that night that a Superman punched Jay on, on the stage and, and yelled that and cut that like screaming promo in his face. Yep. Uh, 
I just, I came up with that. That It was just, it was just a line, you know, like a, a moniker I came up with right before, you know, whenever I was, you know, kind of getting in my head what I wanted, you know, what, what are the, what do you, what's the message? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't try to, I try not to be, you know, too detailed. I, I just, I just need to know what I'm supposed to feel out there mm-hmm. and what I'm supposed to connect to. And then I just, I have to let it naturally happen. You know what I mean? If I'm thinking about lines and trying to memorize stuff, it just doesn't, man, it's like stressful to me. It doesn't, it's never worked for me that way. But if I can think about what I'm supposed to be emotionally feeling or like put myself in the real scenario of this is, okay, you are this guy right now. And this is how you would be, you know, this is how you'd be feeling. And this is what you're trying to achieve. Um, what, what's the message? What, what am I trying to get across? What kind of emotion or, you know, um, what, what am I trying to get the audience to understand? And it, it just came to me. What about the guillotine finisher? I know you debuted that in that match with Braun soon after that, and it's now kind of like an alternate submission finisher for you. I just wanted to, I've been wanting to use that for years. Yeah. And, and it just seemed like, you know, and it's no one to blame that this is just the process of, you know, the creative, uh, sure. you know, the creative process where it's like, man, you know, I, what if I just pulled out a submission? I've been saying that for years. Like, well, everybody knows the sphere. And so it's just like, you know, the producers that I work with all the way up to, to the, the, the head man, like, I think, I think, I think the finish will be better with a spear. And then, which is, it was great because for years we built that spear up, built that spear up. So, and even till today, you know, we, we've kind of, uh, um, manipulated it a bit over the past few months, but nobody's going to be like, I can't believe he lost to that spirit. You know what I mean? Like if I win with that spirit, people are like, yeah, he won with the spirit. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I just, you know, anytime, you know, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy watching MMA, you know, especially over the pandemic. I've, uh, I just feel like UFC has been on, on TV far more, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know, but I've just gotten into it over the past couple of years. Um, and it just seems like every single card, somebody somebody wins with a guillotine. So, yep. and it's like the the most simple, it's the the simplest move, the the simplest submission ever. You know, you just click it in there and squeeze and, and wrench back. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, there's going to be a lot of different ways to go in and out of it. You know, all the different you know um, you know ways to sink it in, to to get into it, to counter it. So. It just made sense, and nobody was really using it. And you know, really, I'm at the point where if I want to use something, it doesn't matter who's using it. I just use it anyways. But, <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the submission uh, was something I just wanted to do uh, for quite some time. So I finally just pulled the trigger on it. I'm sure you get asked this a million times on Twitter, but is there any update you can provide on a new entrance theme that might be coming at some point to kind of complete the character's evolution that you're doing right now? Uh, yeah, we're working on it. I'll just say that we're working on it. It's, it's not easy because I'm not going to just, um, I think with this character, it's got to be the right vibe. You know, I can't just like, you know, be, we can't just hire a rapper and we can't just like check out this guitar uh, riff. It's a, you know what I mean? It can't just be some rock music. Mm-hmm. The shield music, uh, I wasn't really even into it back in the day, but it was just over the years, it just started working and, you just get so used to something that you kind of just can, I, I just kind of time my pace to it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it takes some time and it's got to be right in order to go away from something that you've had for so long and that's so recognizable. 
Yeah. Uh, and the music that I have now, uh, it, it's got to be perfect. So it just takes some time, uh, but we're definitely working on it. So please be patient. <laughs> no, that makes sense. It's going to be worth it when we eventually hear it. Uh, you mentioned The Shield. How often do you keep in contact with Seth, John, Dean, whatever? I know obviously Seth's on SmackDown with you now. He's been taking some time off uh, to be a father. Um, how often do you keep in contact with those guys? I would talk here and there. Um, you know, I, I think especially, uh, you know, with Seth having a new baby and stuff. Um, and then I, man, I have so many kids. Like, it's <laughs> funny because like, they, they're just now getting their first ones. I got five kids, man. Yeah. I got like a legitimate household here. So <laughs> I, I think our time, like, I, I don't have any time to spare. You know, if I'm not, you know, deeply involved in parenting, uh, I'm in the gym or I'm, you know, working like within the creative process of, of wrestling. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, by the light, we, I picked Seth a couple weeks ago. We were texting back and forth here and there. Um, me and John, we, we text uh, a little more sporadically. Um, but yeah, it, so like those guys, I mean, I, I think it was pretty, pretty out there anyways that me and, me and Mox were like super tight. We mm-hmm. traveled together, even when we split up and stuff like that. I mean, we were drinking buddies the whole night. I mean, um, I've had a lot of cool moments with Mox. Um, but we actually, I probably talked to Seth a little more than I talk to Mox right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's off doing his thing. Um, I think probably when I found out that he uh, was having the baby um, was when I texted him. Uh, when when I found out they were pregnant, and it, it was funny, man. Was, I what the heck am I supposed to do? It's, man, it's simple, man. You just you feed them, you change them, you love them. That's it. And he just texts back, like, "You make it sound so simple." <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we're all so busy. Uh, and Seth's had his time off, so I think anytime you know any anyone in our line of work has some time off, you want to give them that time yeah. uh, to just completely indulge in the family. So I, I'm I'm happy for those guys and. Um, you know, hopefully we'll, uh, John and Renee will pop that baby out quick and then we'll have another, another little short guy. Uh, <laughs> in the next. That's perfect. Final question for you, Roman, after appearing in Hobbs and Shaw and the wrong Missy just last year, any more aspirations to do acting in the future? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, you know, for me, they, they, well, they have to, you know, align themselves with my schedule. That, that's kind of the hardest part now. Yeah is you can't like just i am going to jump out and just do this uh you know do this uh cameo for a couple of days because even if you are only on set for a day or two you have to go through the quarantine process you mm-hmm. have to get tested and you know be in in a like isolation situation for a few days all the way up to 10 days i've heard for some stuff depending on on the uh studio and the project um all the way from you know another isolation period after you're done and you know we're a weekly product so you know i'm working every friday and i just i don't feel comfortable um you know taking away from my commitment to wwe at this point Um, Mm -hmm. but i definitely uh, enjoy the process of the big screen um, of acting of you know creating and and, um, diving into a new character so it's something you know i'm not going to be able to fall down my whole life. So when, when it gets to the point where I need to really take care of my body mm-hmm. um, and really count, start counting those bumps, uh, that's, that's a really cool um, form of entertainment and a different, you know, 
form of uh, performing arts that I feel like I, I am capable of diving into and, uh, you know, having, um, you know, hopefully some kind of future at it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely love to be able to do something as big as Hobbs and Shaw. Like, you know, it's, it's tough when that's your first one, Hobbs and Shaw, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But the, the biggest, the biggest star in the world, uh, yep. you know, anchoring that thing. So it's, you don't want to, you don't want to just do anything at that point. So I, I want to be very smart and calculated about it. Um, but I'm also enjoying what I'm doing in the ring. Uh, I enjoy, you know, working with Fox and, and being on SmackDown. So, you know, no complaints. Uh, it's, it's just all good stuff at this point. Fantastic. Well, WrestleMania 37 coming up in Tampa on Saturday, April 10th and Sunday, the 11th. It's going to be awesome. The tribal chief, obviously part to be going to be a big part of it uh, coming WrestleMania. So it's going to be awesome. Thanks so much for the time, Roman. Absolutely loving your work right now. I appreciate the time, my man. I appreciate it, Graham. Thank you, man, for having me. Big thanks once again to the Tribal Chief for his time. One of my favorite interviews I've ever done, as I said earlier. You can check out the full article right now over on Bleacher Report. Without further ado, let's welcome on Mr. Marceau to break down the Royal Rumble pay-per-view for Sunday. RJ, brother, this is consistently one of our favorite pay-per-views of the year. Are you ready to rumble? Can't wait. Insert Bart Scott. Can't wait, Gift. <laughs> is that who it is, Bart Scott? Yeah. Did I text you that on a late night, on a late Saturday night, maybe about a week and a half ago, it was at like 2 a.m., I think this was like two weeks ago, ESPN was on in the background, and they showed that clip with the interviewer, with Bart Scott, and before he even said can't wait, I knew it was that interview, and then after they cut away from that interview with the can't wait catchphrase, um, the ESPN anchors were like, oh, I can't believe it's been 10 years since this happened. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to text Mr. Marceau about that. Yeah, it's a it's great, great, greatest gift of all. It's my, my go-to. Oh, I know. You've been using that for a long time, and you can't wait for the Rumble on Sunday. We were there three years ago. I think I ask you this every year, Mr. Marceau. Any favorite Royal Rumble memories stand out to you? I mean, obviously Ray Ray winning it. I mean, you buried the shit out of him on Randy Cruz's show on uh, the <laughs> Yesterday, I believe so. Tuesday, you just told me just how bad he was. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, like rewatching that Rumble, he didn't do a lot, but like the story was there, and I was like a little kid, it was amazing. Like hindsight, Harry, it wasn't that good because he didn't do much. Like Triple H did way more than he did, but like as a kid, like it just I was a big Mysterio guy, and just being young and just not really knowing like what the business was, and kind of like actually getting in move by move, I was just like, oh my god, Rey Mysterio won, and like the story was there. Uh, rewatching it last night or two nights ago, 03, like hits hits home. That was my first Royal Rumble watching. I I missed uh, the 2002 Rumble by a month. My first pay per view was No Way Out too. So <laughs> oh, we a- know. What do you mean, I, we know. I, we've been over this before about how No Way Out. It's such a random pay per view. Was your first pay per view as a fan? I think we rewatched. NWO debuted. NWO debuted. We didn't watch that show together, but I think we watched the night after No Way Out 02 together. Not obviously live, but like a few years ago. And yeah, um, and then Hogan with the uh, with the truck. <laughs> Oof. That's one of the most uh, ridiculous angles they've ever done. Amazing, but yeah, 03. I mean, Lesnar winning was always big. I watched that the other night just. Seeing all like the old veterans in there and just like how young they were it was great. Cena was in there, Batista. Um, then you had your veterans like Kane, Undertaker, uh, fucking not Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Jericho, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Edge when he was younger, Mysterio, Christian. I mean, uh, B squared. I mean, I'm just going through all the legends <laughs> in it. So, 
But no, I mean that was a great match. They had like great storytelling in there that that uh, started Michaels and uh, Jericho at WrestleMania 19. That that was the start of that, which was great. They kind of did the same thing a few years later with Kurt and Sean, but. Mm-hmm. It was great how back then they could kind of start small stories in the Rumble to actually execute them at WrestleMania. That just that storytelling was great. Rosie and Jamal, Rikishi. I mean, the names are endless. I just I just love going through that. I mean, most of those guys didn't mean much, but compared to the past years, they mean they mean meant way more than a lot of these job loser guys they're sticking now. So that was great. Recently, I mean, I thought last year's. I mean, people might think I'm crazy. I think last year's probably one of my favorite. Probably my favorite. Of all time, I just thought it was great. Lesnar, like if you're not a Lesnar guy, you might not like it because mm-hmm. he dominated the first quarter of it. But like Drew, that I, I watched it a week or two ago. Like him claymoring Brock, the plays legit like shit their pants. Like I remember it, and like it was like one. Of, it's probably it has a lot of a pop of him limiting Lesnar and him winning the thing. Like mm-hmm. people went fucking crazy, and I don't blame them. The edge return was great. It just like. It wasn't the most exciting, but just, like, the pops and just, like, the aftermath was just money. So that was great. 2019 Rollins, I think Rollins won in 2019. I was like, whatever. I mean, I think people knew he was going to win. So it was just, like, that's the only thing that sucks. I feel like we always kind of figure we know who's going to win. But last year, Drew was, I would say he was probably the leader in the clubhouse. But, I mean, there's always a small possibility someone else could beat him. So I, I would say last year, 03 and 06 for me are the most memorable. 08 as well with Cena. Wow, no reference, no uh, shout-out for 2018 when we went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you hit me with so much. I'm not like you. I can't remember everything. <laughs> oh, gosh, amazing. 2018 Shinsuke, was a great one, too. Shinsuke and Oscar winning and then going on WrestleMania to win their belts. Oh, great times. Oh, oh wait, wait, that didn't happen. Oh, wait, never mind. I forgot about that. But the Rey Mysterio return still stands up, though. It still stands, uh, the, te- it still stands the test of time. Yeah, that was great. I mean, Adam Cole was in that one. Andrade uh, is the NXT champion. Andrade was in that. I mean, that was a good one. I, I really enjoyed that that rumble. The hurricane. I think Hurricane was in it, right? <laughs> he was. The hurricane was in it. Yes. So I mean, we joked about that on, beforehand. On paper, wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble, but the only thing that would have been better if Stephanie was in the women's one. <laughs> it's been three years, and you still haven't gotten over that quote from the show that we did at that point. No, it is the funniest thing I've ever heard you say. Like, it was just spot on, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Well, I think this is the fourth consecutive year that we have done Royal Rumble predictions. Uh, we're going to keep it going strong this year. Usually, we do takeover predictions, too. Um, last year, we didn't have takeover, but we did have Worlds Collide. Unfortunately, no takeover preceding the Rumble this year for the first time since 2016, for the first time in five years. But the Rumble is exciting enough on its own, where I have no worries that the event should still be fairly fun on the whole. Um, but before we get into the Royal Rumble predictions, another prediction, that being the Super Bowl in two weeks, Mr. Marceau, we got the Chiefs and we got the Buccaneers, Brady, Mahomes, who's winning, who's going over? Oh, this is easy. Brady all the way. I mean, TB12, he, the GOAT's not done yet. It's just going to go in there, show that young blue chipper that it's not his time yet. It's like Rock versus Hogan. Like, Hogan, he, Hogan's not done yet. So, <laughs> Buccaneers 28. No, Buccaneers 42, Chiefs 35. Book it. Wow, okay. Well, Chiefs went over pretty strong last year. Buccaneers have had a great season. Does this prove the point that Brady, or rather that Belichick needs Brady the more than Brady needs Belichick? Oh, he's like, especially if Brady wins. I mean, Brady's already won because he, he, he went to the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. But if they win, he's going to shake his ass right in Bill's face. It's going to be <laughs> gonna be tough. 
I don't know. I don't know. If Bill's gonna get over this burial job. Is this a career resurgence for Brady? How many more years do you see him playing for? I mean, guys like the founder of you, so we'll see. But I mean, he looked good this year, and uh, I would say at least a few more seasons left. Wow. Okay. Well, people thought he would, you know, retire after they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but apparently not. So uh, we'll see. The guy's still going strong. I feel like he's the John Cena football. He just won't go away. Not in a bad way. We got the Royal Rumble on Sunday. We got the Super Bowl in two weeks. We got Valentine's Day in two weeks, Mr. Marceau, from Sunday. We got three pretty big events coming up. I feel like the love doctor, Mr. Marceau, coming out for Valentine's Day in two weeks. Is that accurate? Is the what coming out? The love doctor, Mr. Marceau. Oh, my God. Fake this holiday around. (laughs) What? Cash grab. Every day should be Valentine's Day. (laughs) Why do I need some bullshit holiday to celebrate it? Is that an excuse to not do anything special that Sunday? We'll do something, but, I mean, it's a fake holiday. Well, you said, I think it's karma catching back to you. You're choking on my show now, and you're dying because you disrespected the great holiday of Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm choking on peanuts over here. <laughs> but no, I think it's, I, I like, it's one of those things, like, once maybe, like, once you first start getting in a relationship, it's like, oh, Valentine's Day, like, okay, it's, like, kind of special, whatever. I'm, like, I'm, like, seven years in at this point, like, it's just a fuck another day. Like I said, it's just, like, another reason to spend money, go out to eat, do the whole nine, like... It's nice and all. I just, it's just not. It's a fake holiday in my mind. That that's understandable. Who needs Valentine's Day when you're getting married in March? <laughs> exactly. It's seeing exactly another cash grab. <laughs> so how's that moving along? I know there's obviously no re, uh, reception, but you're still getting married on the twenty fifth, sixth, sixth. Oh 26th, my yeah. goodness! This kid remembers every Royal Rumble, but <laughs> he remembers friends' fucking <laughs> wedding. That's, that's so accurate. That's why I'm dying. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everything's, uh, at this point, it's just going to be, like, immediate family. So I think at this point, you're going to have 10 people. So it'd be, like, my, me, my parents, her, her parents, and then our siblings. And then that's <laughs> it. So. I can tell you that Big John Stud won the, 1990, won the 1989 Royal Rumble. But I can't tell you what datums was to show up for my friend's wedding. Uh, uh. Priorities, people. Well, at least I'm not, well, at least I won't be going. So I'm, I'm not considered among the, uh essential people at the wedding, but that's okay. We'll be there next year. It's fine. Oh, well, we also found out um, that before we go into the Royal Rumble predictions, I completely forgot to ask you about this. WWE Network arriving on Peacock in late March, right before WrestleMania. Fastlane, they said, was the first pay-per-view on there, which means Fastlane is confirmed to be coming back, and that Fastlane is going to be in like late March this year. One, why? But two, what are your thoughts on WWE Network arriving on Peacock? Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I already have Peacock, so it's just like, it might be good for me, just another subscription service I don't need, so I can just get rid of the WWE Network and I'll still have Peacock, so, I mean, to me, it's not a big deal. I already have Peacock, so, I'm assuming, I don't know why they're doing it, I'm assuming just because they're going to get more money from it, and now it's like kind of off their hands, and they'll get revenue, and they don't have to worry about any kind of issues that'll go through Peacock or NBC, or, so, I, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal for me, it's cheaper like i said it's one less subscription service i need to uh subscribe to and i i mean nbc is pretty good with their stuff so i think it'd be a seamless transition i just i don't know why there's one why they're doing fast lane so late and two why that why would that be the first show if anything you should do wrestlemania on at the first show get them subs up yeah well i think that it might be because 
you know, they want to work out the bugs and shit of the servers. That's my only, that's my only speculation. You I'm can't not really... have any bugs in the system when no one's going to watch the show. <laughs> Why wouldn't they watch the show? It's WrestleMania. No, I'm talking about Fastlane. The show's fucking terrible. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so, well... like, if theoretically, it'd be like X amount of people are going to watch it. Like, your hardcore people are the only ones going to watch uh, Fastlane. And then, like, then more people would then get it for... WrestleMania, it's just way more people, and it could that that's what's going to cause more bugs than anything else. The mass amount of people trying to watch it. No, yeah, I agree, but maybe they have Brock on the show or Goldberg or uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll try to promote something for the show this year, as opposed to it being a completely pointless pay per view, as it usually is. Uh, but the Royal Rumble is not pointless. It's another very important pay per view come Sunday. The product has been very hit or miss up to this point. It's hard not to be excited for the Rumble, but if you watch Raw and you're not excited for Sunday, I don't blame you one bit. The show has been just catastrophically bad for a long time now. SmackDown isn't always an amazing show, but it's usually a very easy watch more often than not. Mostly thanks to the Big Dog. Um, it, you, it, it typically is the Roman Reigns show. Without the Big Dog in there, without the Tribal Chief, it looks a lot different. Um, but still, SmackDown's a fairly good show on the whole. NXT is what it is, usually very good. Um, but the Royal Rumble, we have five matches currently advertised. We're recording this early on Wednesday, so they might change some things. I know for a fact that we're finding out on Backstage on Saturday that they're announcing the first, I think the first entrant in the Women's Rumble, and the number 30 in the Men's, why would they do that? I know they want people to watch Backstage, which I totally understand, but they did this a few years ago when they had R-Truth and Carmella qualify for 30 in the Men's and Women's Rumbles. It just takes away from the element of surprise. Unless it's like Edge or something, and you're looking forward to it. Why would you do that? Because you're stupid, and I don't know, it's stupid. Like you said, the whole point of 1, 2, and 30, basically, is just like the surprise of who it is. If you already know who it is at 30, I mean, 1's fine, because it's like whatever. But 30 should always be a secret, because it's like, at 30, it's like the possibility anyone could come back at 30 and be like a big deal, so... I mean, imagine if they like announced John Cena was thirty in two thousand eight. No one would like people would be excited, but it wouldn't be the moment it was. No, definitely. I mean, that it, it's still regarded as one of the greatest Royal Rumble moments of all time. Would you agree with that? Oh, easily. I fell out of my couch and I wasn't even a big Cena mark. <laughs> I thought I saw you in the garden that night cheering your head off. Nah, I mean Cena's all right. I mean, he's never. He, at first, he was pretty good, and then once he got like Super Cena, he kind of. Lost my fanhood, but no, I mean, even for not being his biggest fan, that was just an amazing moment. My bad. I mixed it up with the Boston uh, Royal Rumble 2011 Royal Rumble when you were there and cheered your head off for Del Rio winning. That's what it was. Oh, my God. I still have night terrors about that Royal Rumble. It was so bad. Can you believe that it was a decade ago? No, don't remind me. I feel like a old bag now. <laughs> Royal Rumble 2021 on Sunday. We'll start out with the title matches, work our way to the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. Uh, kicking it off with the WWE women's tag team titles up for grabs here. Who could possibly give a shit? Um, they've barely built up this match. I know Nia and Sheena have been clamoring for a rematch for the tag titles since they lost it a month ago. There's a lot of things wrong with this. One, they've done nothing to deserve a rematch. I know they've beaten Mandy and Dana a few times. Who fucking cares? There's no automatic rematches anymore, so I'm not exactly sure why this match is happening. Two, Asuka and Charlotte are busy doing completely different things. Charlotte is busy with Lacey and Peyton and, and her father, more so Lacey and Rick. And then Asuka's busy with Alexa Bliss. 
That's one thing. The third thing is that neither of these teams mean anything. Asuka and Charlotte, it was just a completely pointless team to begin with. I completely forget that they're, women's, that they're the women's tag team champions more often than not. And Nia and Shayna are just not a good team. So I just really could not care less about this match. It really doesn't matter who wins. Asuka and Charlotte, they've just done so little as champions that I feel like this almost has to equate to a title change here. I don't really want to see the belts back on Shayna and Nia, but... Asuka and Shayna, or Asuka and Charlotte, rather, are clearly going in different directions. Whether it involves one of them going to heel, or I have no fucking clue. Uh, but it's really hard to care, is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Nia and Shayna regain the titles. Again, it doesn't matter one way or the other. What do you expect to happen here, though, RJ? Yeah, this is just, this division just needs to die. It's just... They, they try their best. It's just come to the point that no one cares and no one should care. Um... And, and the story doesn't, like you said, Naya and Shane have done legit pretty much nothing to deserve another title match. Yeah, they've beaten Dana and Mandy, but, I mean, that's like that's like saying I beat my mailman in a race. It's not that impressive. Um, <laughs> but I just, this division just needs to go away. Shane and Naya, like, I got it at first. Like, they didn't really have anything to do with them, so they kind of made them, like, two heels that didn't really get along and they kind of just teamed them together and like hopefully they would get like Cesaro and Sheamus like the bar kind of tag team but Nia's just so bad I mean you can't you can't carry her to anything that's good so this just needs to end Nia and Shayna realistically should just split up but like you said Charlotte and Oscar clearly are in two different stories Lacey and Rick I mean I, I honestly could care less what's Lacey going to be his 10th wife so that's what I think about that and then I like the whole Bliss. I love Bliss and in, Oscar. Uh, in, uh, I think that's probably that with The Fiend. And Randy's definitely been the best part of WWE TV besides the big dog. So I like it. I just, I'm not a big fan of the no contest. I guess it's, it is protecting Oscar, But I, I think the belt soon will be on, on Alexa. And then I don't really know what you do from there. So I, I like the Alexa and, and Oscar stuff. Charlotte, Lacey, and Rick. I mean... If it doesn't end with Rick and the figure date tapping and crying, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing, and I just don't really get why they're tag team champions when the last like few weeks they've been totally different stories. Are you proposing an, uh, a Charlotte Flair Ric Flair match and a mirroring uh, Vince and Stephanie from Unforgiven 2003 Father versus Daughter? I'm not saying a match, but just make them tap out and get them off my TV. Why don't they just put the belts in the Riot Squad? I think that would just make a lot more sense. They're a genuine. They're the only real tag team this company has, and they have yet to hold the titles. In, in the last three years, they've never held the championships. It's because the the company doesn't have enough faith in the titles to put them on anyone that isn't established, as we can tell. Because it seems like every time they put it on a team that's not established, they're barely on the show, and it's not a big deal. And then once they put it on people that are established or a bigger name, they start getting title time or TV time, aka Bailey and Sasha, aka Charlotte and Oscar. It's just like when everyone else has got it. like even Shayna and I when they had the belts they barely were on TV or barely defending the belts. You could see the same with the Kabuki Warriors. It just unless they were feuding with Oscar and Sh- and uh, if they were feuding with uh, Bailey and and Sasha they were never on TV. So mm-hmm. that's why they're not going to put it on the Riot Squad because they'll never be on TV and the belts mean as little as they already do. But that's I think that's the reason why they're not putting it on them is because they just won't. Basically, at that point, the way they'll book it, they just will not even be on TV. It's just a waste of having the belts. Last man standing, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, a Royal Rumble rematch from four years ago when they fought in that no-holds-barred match with Jericho, 
um, elevated up in the shark cage, which actually ended up being a very, very good match. Obviously, the roles reversed this time around. Will it be third time's the charm for Kevin Owens? Will he pull out the upset, if only for a month or two, before they put the belt right back on Roman Reigns? Or do you think they see this Roman Reigns experiment through, RJ, keep the belt on after WrestleMania, and he wins here with a pretty decisive victory? You got to keep the belt on, on Reigns here. I mean, he's the biggest thing going right now in wrestling in general and in this company. So taking off him to put on Owens, who he's beat handily a few times, it just it wouldn't make much sense if you ask me. So Roman wins here. His title or his plans for WrestleMania seem to be pretty cloudy at this point. I mean, I guess they could do him and Brian, but I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go in. But Roman going in the WrestleMania's champion, if you did anything else, you're a complete idiot. What do you do with Kevin Owens? He can be in the battle royal. Do you think he has no direction again heading into WrestleMania? I mean, actually, he did face Seth last year, which was a very good match, a very good feud. Does he end up on the... I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's it for him? This is it for him in the main event, and then it's back down to the undercard doing nothing? He wasn't even at WrestleMania two years ago. Like, maybe they put him in, like, the IC title picture if they do, like, a multi-man, but besides that, I, I wouldn't bet on anything more than that. Yeah, well, this should be a good match regardless. They've always worked well together. I would keep the belt on Roman as well. I think an Owens victory would be a nice surprise. And they can always put the belt right back on Roman at Elimination Chamber or on SmackDown or Fastlane. I, I don't know. He's held the belt for this long, and his work is so strong. I wouldn't interrupt it. I'm not a big fan of interrupted title changes unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, yeah, I, I would just keep the belt on Roman Reigns. So there are no disqualifications. We've seen a lot of interference lately from Paul Heyman, Adam Pierce, Jay Uso. I know Jay Uso's in the Men's Rumble. Do you think this might be where we see the return of Jimmy Uso when he finally comes back and aligns himself with uh, Jay and Roman as the Samoan dynasty? It's possible. I'm kind of sick of the interference, but if that's the direction they go with, I'd be fine with it. I want to see the, I want to see the Usos back. I want them to be with with Roman. Like going forward, so if Jay's coming back or Jimmy or whatever one's coming back, I would like to see them back with Roman. I think they will be. I'm a little surprised they took the belts off the Prophets. I mean, I guess they could always get the belts back, but like, you would think they would keep the championships on the Street Prophets, who have held them for so long now, so the Usos can either beat them for them, or at least feud for them, at least feud with them for the titles. Because feuding with Ziggler and Rude... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Unless they're not going for the belts, and that division on SmackDown is very thin. So I'm not really sure why they would do that. Um, but yeah, no, I think Jimmy, he should be back any day now. They said initially the timetable for his return was January, so unless he suffered unless he suffered some sort of a setback, I, I, I think it would be pointless to have him back in the Rumble, um, just because he's not that big of a star to where it's like, oh, this is such a great moment, and he won't win anyway. So I would rather see, I, I think it would be cooler to see the spotlight on him by having him return here and helping Roman win or maybe afterward or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's what I expect to happen there as well. WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. This one isn't as predictable, Mr. Marceau. Of course we could say all day, oh, of course McIntyre's going to win. Of course it makes sense. We've been down, we, we've done the same song and dance before. We were in this exact same spot a year ago, heading in a super showdown. Goldberg beat The Fiend for the belt. A lot of people didn't think he would. My prediction was still Goldberg losing. Um, but I knew deep down there was absolutely a choice. There was absolutely a chance they would put the belt on him, and they fucking did. And McIntyre said it on Monday that he's had this streak of coming back every time he challenged for a championship, he wins it. It's happened twice before. 
Will it be third times the charm, as I said for Owens? This time, I think it, it's it's a lot bigger of a possibility. Um, and it very well could. But I feel like with the baby faces, they just get into this pattern, which is good to an extent, of if they promise something, it's very rare that they don't deliver on said promise because then they're not a credible baby face. McIntyre vowed to beat Goldberg on Sunday. I believe him. I think he's going to win on Sunday. I think this is a, a good match and that people might believe that there is a there is a very good chance that Goldberg could win. But in the end, I think McIntyre retains. Because I know you could do McIntyre and Sheamus at WrestleMania without a championship. But why would... God, I guess we've seen this shit before, but like... Wouldn't Sheamus want to beat his friend for the title and not cost him the title? Like, I don't know. What, what are you thinking, Mr. Marceau? I, I understand people's fear, but I think Drew wins. LOL. I mean, I, I just don't. He's been such booked so good. And he's such a he's like a star at this point. So, it's, I mean, I think the fiend, I think people see him as a star, but I don't think the company does or at that time and neither with with Owens at that point. But I mean, Drew is like basically besides Roman's their biggest star. So having him lose a Goldberg and I mean, Sheamus and him makes too much sense for the title that I, I just don't know why you, you would do that and take it off him and just have a non-title. Like though, like you said, the whole point is to him to go for the title and cost us from the title. Like how does, like what does that prove if he costs him the title and then they face WrestleMania and loses? Who cares? Or if he wins, he beat him. Who cares? It's not even for anything. So I think, I think Drew wins here. Um, if, if Goldberg wins, I mean, I, I, I'm done with Raw to WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, is there any justification in putting the belt on Goldberg? What do you, who do you have him face? Is it Keith Lee? Is it Bobby or is it Brock again? I mean, God forbid. What, what do you think they would do if they put the belt on Goldberg? I, I have no idea. That's why I just don't want to see it happen. Cause I can only imagine the possibilities. They'd probably do fucking Goldberg and Brock again. Cause they're so stupid. So uh, I, I would keep it on keep it on Drew and just just rip up Goldberg's contract. I don't need him in the company anymore. Well, I know from a personal standpoint, you don't want to see him around anymore. But that being said, though, he obviously is you know contracted two matches a year. He's having one on Sunday. Do we see him again at WrestleMania? I, I'm not asking who you want to see him against because I know you don't want to see him at all. But if we do have to see Goldberg at WrestleMania and it's not a title match. What opponents do you do? I mentioned this on Hashtag earlier, uh, or rather on Wednesday by the time this goes up. I said John Cena. I don't know if that's a terrible idea. It's not a match I'm clamoring for, but it's something newer. I would expect him to win just because Goldberg, if he loses on Sunday, that's two matches in a row that he's lost. I don't think he would lose again, and I think Cena would take the loss. I, I don't know. What, what do you think they would do with Goldberg at WrestleMania? I, I'm not going to ask if there's any value because I know you're going to say no, but if they do a match with Goldberg at WrestleMania... <laughs> Do you see what what opponent do you see them putting him up against? I mean, I'm not saying it definitely. If they did him and Cena, I would be fine with it because it's not like it's a money match, but it's a big match like John Cena versus Goldberg. So I mean, and it doesn't. It's not really affecting the current products. I mean, with that, I mean, it's just. I guess it's an attraction, not like it do much for me. But I'd rather see that than him facing a current member of the roster that has some promise and him just beating them. So him and Cena would be fine. And then we all have to see him the rest of the rest of the year. But besides that, I don't want to see him face like anyone on the current roster just to, just to beat him. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would, I think Cena would make more sense because Cena wouldn't you know lose anything. Um, I, I've said Keith Lee before, but 
Keithley would probably lose or a Bobby Lashley would probably lose. And unless it's this great match where he gains something in defeat, which is very rare for this company, for someone to lose to a part-timer and actually gain something, um, I wouldn't do it. I think Cena makes more sense if he indeed has to be at WrestleMania. I don't mind the idea. You fucking hate it. A lot of people fucking hate it. It is what it is. Um, But that's Goldberg for you. At the end of the day, though, I think McIntyre walks out still the WWE champion. So we get to the Women's Rumble first. Obviously, 30 women as always. They can almost never, maybe aside from that, you know, I was going to say that first one that we were at, which was actually pretty good. They haven't had a bad Women's Rumble yet. Um, I actually think all the Women's Rumbles that they've had so far have actually been pretty good. The first one that we saw I thought was great. The 2019 one I thought was actually better than the men's. And I really like last year's too. I know that's not a lot to go off of, but so far so good. Um, the problem with the women's rumbles is that they never have enough women to fill out the 30 spots. Um, as of right now, as of Wednesday afternoon, they have filled up 12 of the 30. Obviously, they're going to fill more with more of the current talent as the days progress and just some they won't announce. But also, all we know so far is that Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Tamina are going to be in it. Definitely more from Raw and SmackDown that are not announced here. People like Billy Kay, I'm sure, will find her way into the match. Because there's no way they don't pe- they don't put people like that in the match if they need spots to fill out. And last year, we had a lot of NXT women in the match, which was great. Xia Lee makes her annual appearance. Like, I could see that happening. Um, she's been in the last two. People like Dakota Kai or Tegan Knox if she wasn't injured. Or Candice LeRae for the third year in a row. I don't know if they want to do that. I heard the rumor a couple months ago they didn't want NXT involved in Survivor Series because the whole COVID thing, they don't want them kind of intermingling. How, well, first of all, who do you see winning the match, RJ? I'll, I'll get to that first. This is a tough one. I mean, everyone's saying Bianca, but I mean... <sighs> I it's the know. only person that makes the most amount of sense, but you know they're going to throw us a curveball and potentially have someone else win. Exactly. So, I mean, I think... I just don't know. I feel like she's kind of like the shoe-in, but like I could so see her not winning either. Um, I guess I'll just go with her or Alexa Bliss. I feel like they make the most sense at this point. Um, but besides that, I I mean, there'd probably be NXT people and Legends, but I don't think any of them would win. What about Charlotte Flair winning for the second straight year and facing Asuka at WrestleMania? No, thank you. Rhea Ripley? Eh, Rhea Ripley could win. I think her, Bianca, or uh, Alexa would probably be the top three. Who are your final four? Those those three women and then somebody else? Um, I mean, Charlotte would probably be in there somewhere. I would say my final four would be Charlotte, Ripley, Bianca, especially given all the history between those three women from last year. And um, who did you say? Alexa Bliss? That was your other person that you thought might win it? Yeah, I would say either Alexa, Bianca, Rhea, or, I mean, not Charlotte, but those are my three, and I'd throw Charlotte in at the end, because obviously she has to be in the end. Of course, she always has to be in the end. I think she has, she wasn't in the first one because she was champion, but she was in the last two, two years ago, and then she won it last year, so she probably, she'll be the Roman Reigns of the Royal Rumble for the women going forward, if she's ever in it in the future, which she has been the last three years. So going back to my other question, 12 women. Obviously, they'll fill out more of the spots. I can absolutely see a Naomi return. I was watching some footage from last year's Rumble, and I forgot about Naomi. I don't. I, I think she was her or taking care of some personal stuff. I don't know. 
I think she'd be back by now. She's been off the show for like five months. She beat Bailey, I think, before SummerSlam. They never followed up on that. She got drafted to Raw, and then we never saw her again. So I think she'll be back on Sunday. I, I don't really know who else you put in there. Um, who else is inactive right now? Be- Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. Who are you thinking, Mr. Marceau? How do you How do you fill out the 30 spots in this match? I mean, I feel like they're going to have a ton of NXT people. I know you said they don't want them intertwined, but, I mean. They desperate times call for desperate measures. Exactly. Honestly, a fucking Becky return, I mean, I won't say it's far. Like, that would be a, oh my, I would, my window would be broken, <laughs> my body would be out of it. I hey, mean. fuck being your mother. Just come back to wrestling three weeks after having a baby. Why not? <laughs> I mean, she had the baby in early December, so I mean, I think I, I don't, I don't see her. I, I said this before. I don't see her coming back. This kid's acting like I'm saying full time. I know, no, I know. I'm not saying what you're saying, but dude, there are so many people. And maybe Vince is among these people, but I said this a year ago. Listen, I'm not a parent. I'm not a mom. I'm not a dad. I just find it very unrealistic that she would have the kid. I'm not saying that you're saying this, but I'm saying other people are saying this. That she'd be, of course, she'd be back for WrestleMania. Why wouldn't she? I don't know because both she and her husband, or I think soon to be husband, I don't think they're married. Seth are full time performers. Why would they just up and leave like their newborn child? Like I just don't understand that. I don't think I mean, that's I gonna see happen. A cameo, we're like coming back for a match. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a full-time run anytime soon. I mean, the Bella Twins, I mean, I bet you they would, I bet you I could see them coming back uh, for a payday. I mean, they both had their kids in the late summer. So, I mean, yeah. that's someone else that they, they usually drag out of the uh, dwell, out of the cellar. So, maybe them. I mean, you're saying what parent would have a kid and run away. I mean, Ric Flair did like 10 times. So. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins is not Ric Flair. Do not just, say I'm that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It happens. I, real quickly, side side note, we, we there was this discussion after Brody Lee passed about like how he would be on the Mount Rushmore of the best fathers in wrestling, and I would absolutely agree with that. Probably put Kevin Owens on that list as well. A few others I'm probably not thinking of. Ric Flair, there wouldn't even be a Mount Rushmore. It would just be Rick. It would just be Ric Flair. Oh, easily. I rewatched his doc today, and he was just like. They're like, when were you disinterested in your first marriage? He's like, the day after I got married. I'm like, why would you get married at that point? Like, Says the guy who has had four wives. Yeah, the worst part is they interviewed his like latest fiance at the end. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guy, give it a rest. It didn't work once. Why that? If you didn't have interest the first time and you want to live like this rock star like lifestyle, then why the hell would you get married again? Because like, it's just like it doesn't make sense if you ask me. Like, if 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 that's how you're feeling, like you're never going to be happy with just one person, or that's not the lifestyle you want to live, then why the hell would you do it two or three times? <laughs> Poor David. Oh, they showed David. Poor David. Poor David. Never got that big breakout star role in WWE or WCW as was expected. I mean, I think it's different with Charlotte. I think she can get away with it because she's a girl and obvious, or a woman. I mean, it's just a little bit different. Like, as a guy. And you're like kind of following in your footsteps as your father. I think it can be a lot different. It's like you're always going to be compared to her as her. Like, yeah, she is. It's more mentioned that she's Ric Flair's daughter. It's not like you can really compare the two because they're just totally different. She's more, I would say, he was obviously more of an in ring technician. I think she's good as well, but she does bring that more athletic side. And she's a different gender. So it's like a different playing field. For David, it was just like he would always, or any kind of second or third generation wrestler, like you're going to be. They're expecting you to be a, like a common copy of your mm-hmm. father or, or your grandfather or whoever you're related to. And, like, if you don't even come close to that, you're, you're just done. And it, it's happened to so many guys. And, I mean... Ted DiBiase, kind of Sim Snuka, Manu. 
it just, yeah, I mean, I mean, there have been, like, Randy Orton, I think he did great. I mean, he's a third generation. I think he's, he probably carved out a better career than his dad and Cody. grandfather. But, I mean, there's plenty of guys, like I said, he, for him, there, him and Charlotte, there's five to ten, the dozen of people we can name that were generational talent that has never, never cut the mustard. And I think it's just because a lot of them are guys and they're just measured out their fathers and they were so these guys were so iconic and big and they just could never fill those boots and with charlotte yeah she's related but she's carving out her own legacy and it's a little bit different yeah well you know ted dibiase being chief among them he never really got out of that pack uh there there's so many i know obviously cody rhodes i'd put in that category of great uh multi-generational talent natalia i guess to an <laughs> to an extent <laughs> Um, you know, she's not, she's not quite Randy Orton, but she's had a lot of success. So it wouldn't be fair to call her like the Sim snuck of the women's division to me. Nah, that's when you kind of, that, that's a bit of a stretch, but going back to the original point, um, when you saw the documentary, did you go, Oh, that's Ric Flair's son, David. I, I did. That's Ric Flair's oldest son, David. <laughs> the best part of that WrestleMania 18 video package. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, Becky Lynch coming back for WrestleMania. It's a possibility. What about Ronda Rousey? What, could you see that happening? That's possible. I mean, even her for like a, a, a Rumble cameo would make noise. I mean, like I said, a lot of these people, you don't really need them. Like a, like a Becky came back for the Rumble just to come back for the Rumble, and then she just like went on. Like that was like her swan song for a little bit. I mean, I'd be fine with that. Even a, even a one-off would be fine. I just... I, I think people think like, oh, they'll be back on a full time run. Like that's just that just very at this point seems very, very impossible unless they live in the Tampa area and they're not going to travel soon. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, but I mean, I wouldn't count. I wouldn't bet my my life savings on that. So small cameos like them or the Bellows. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the Bellows. I think they, they just have a big name, so just trotting them out there might get some buzz. So yeah. I could see that as well. Yeah, they were in the first one, so I could see them being in this one as well. I'm going to throw a few more names at you as to, as far as whether they could be in it. We saw a lot of Legends last year. Do you think the Bellas, if they were in it, would kind of fill that Legends role? Yes. Do you see Victoria potentially being in it? That's possible. I, I mean, I need to, if, if you're going to bring back Victoria, you got to give me a Gail Kim. Nice Gail Kim cameo. <laughs> well, she's an impact. That's why I didn't say her. Boo. What about Melina? Yeah, I mean, there was rumored she's coming back to the company, so that would make sense. I mean, this could be where Eva Marie comes back, unfortunately. That was my next name for you. Well, yeah, I mean, that sounds like she's she's been waiting in the wings, her and Melina. So, I mean, Melina, she was good in her time. It's, that was like 10, 12 years ago. So, interesting to see what she can do now. Eva Marie, unless she trained where, where, where Ariane trained, we, we might be in, in deep <laughs> trouble. What about Ty of Valkyrie? Yeah, that's possible. She just uh, wrapped up with Impact. I don't think she's under any sort of contract. I'm very surprised that no one has been talking more about that, that she could show up anywhere she wants as soon as she wants. So uh, that's, you know, not too... Uh, that's definitely a possibility. I just wanted to bring that up. And then one final one for you, Tessa Blanchard. It's possible. Um, the rumblings on her have quieted down a little bit, but sometimes with WWE, it's like the comedy before the storm. So, like, they get a lot of, it gets brought up a lot, a lot, a lot, and then it kind of goes quiet, then they debut. So it, it's definitely possible. I mean, the women's division, honestly, and both shows are just the stars they have. Probably, I would say, the biggest part of the company right now besides Drew and Roman. So adding her to the list, I mean, it would add more to the women's division, which is pretty stacked already, I would say. So 
I wouldn't hate I wouldn't hate the idea. You know, despite the fact that she's problematic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't believe everything I read on the internet. No, I agree, but. I don't know. It's a very, it's a different situation, like a Marty Skrull or something like that, because uh, what, I don't know. It's a different situation because what happened was a while ago. I guess the Marty Skrull stuff happened a long time ago, but that was like some legal shit. That was some pretty serious allegations. Not to say that what she did allegedly wasn't serious. And I mean, it looks like she definitely did based off all the people that came out about it last year. Um, but she quit Impact and then. I don't know. I mean, was it bad enough? I mean, Impact didn't really do much about it. If anything, she was the one that quit, so... I don't know. I just don't think she's very well-liked, but I don't think that'll cost her a job the same way it has Marty Skrull. Like, does that make sense? No, I completely agree. I, I, it just... I don't know. Maybe it was just a young and immature thing, and now she's grown up. I mean, it also just seems... Not like it didn't happen, but it always seems problematic when people are about to get their big break, is when... They all come running out of the woodwork. So, I mean, I'm not saying that she didn't say it, but I feel like it's always opportune when when these things do come out. No, definitely. So, we'll move on over to the men's one. Uh, the men's one is probably uh, probably even more unpredictable. There's a lot of different people that can win this one. It's a lot like the women's in that, you know, we have our money on Daniel Bryan. A lot of us do. I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. But it's the same thing where I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% sure. I honestly, at this point, <laughs> I'm even less sure than I was a week or two ago coming off that report from at WrestleVotes, which is a pretty credible insider WWE Twitter account, uh, mentioning that there was one possibility for the ending, I think of the Men's Rumble, I forgot, you know, whatever it was, I'm pretty sure it was the Men's Rumble, that was a pretty scary idea, and it was being strongly considered. So, that does worry me. Um, but on, among those announced so far include Daniel Bryan, of course, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, Big E, John Morrison, Sheamus, Mustafa Ali, or Mustafa Ali, excuse me, and the returning Edge. So 17 of 30. We always have the usual surprises, NXT appearances. Last year it was Riddle and Keith Lee. Um, I thought the surprises last year were really well done. We had MVP, the returning Edge, Riddle, Lee. Surprises last year were great. So what's going on here, Mr. Marceau? We'll just kick off with the obvious. Who wins? Who, who's your pick? Who's the first person that comes to your head? I, I feel like Dan Bryan's the what people are going with. I just have a huge fear that Brock's going to come back and win it. That's exactly I, what I think the report was indicating. And I, I, I am so out on that. I mean, the Fiend winning would be sick if he came back and won. Um, Bryan or him, Keith Lee, I guess. I just... <sighs> When I saw that report, the first thing I thought of was Brock coming back and winning, and I was like, for the love of God, please, no. I like Brock. I'm a Brock guy, but, like, he does not need to win it. He's always in the title picture anyway, so he could find some way to win. He'd get into it again. I mean, and I'm just so over the, the fucking part-timers coming back and being a main focus, so I'm completely out on that idea. Um, but if not, it'd be either Brian or The Fiend, I'd say. Well, what's worse? Someone asked me this on hashtag, and I gave my own answer. But what's worse, Brock winning the Rumble or Goldberg becoming WWE champion? Goldberg winning the WWE championship. No, that's what I said, too. Because I think at least with Brock, and I'm not justifying it, but I think at least if he won, you don't know which champion he would go with because obviously the history with Roman is there and the the whole Paul Heyman factor. 
Um, so that's a story that makes sense. I just don't really want to see that WrestleMania match again. It would literally be like an every three-year tradition. We got it in 2015, 2018, and now in 2021. There are so many more opponents that Roman could be facing at WrestleMania that are not Brock Lesnar. And if he won't do that, then it's going to be Drew and Brock again. Do you have beat Drew beat Brock for the second straight year? Probably, but then like that means like that's like the third or fourth Mania in a row that Brock has lost at. I don't, I don't know. I just uh, that's just not a good idea. What is the update with Brock? What do you think if he's not in the Rumble, which I God hope they're not bringing him back to win it? Because if he's not going to win it, he won't be in it. It's that simple. If they bring back Brock for Mania, which they probably will, it's a two night Mania this year. There were reports indicating, oh, there's got to be like four marquee matches. Aren't there usually? Like, I feel like we get four major matches every year anyway, two each night. What do you do with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? I don't know. I mean, like you said, if he comes back and loses again, he's just going to come back and lose. He's going to face Roman. No, thank you. I'd probably say if he's going to come back, which, I mean, like you said, two nights, they'll probably bring him back, marquee name. Probably face someone younger, maybe maybe lose a Keith Lee or someone younger, kind of establish them as the, one of the next guys beating Brock. Always seems to elevate people, so I, I would go with that route. I would need to see him face like Roman again or Drew again. So I, I would have him face someone young. He could put them over, make them a star. Like I said, he seems to be the one everyone beats to kind of push you in the stratosphere. And if it's not for a belt, it's still a big win against Lesnar, and that can push that person maybe into a big program leading into the summer. So that's what I would do. Um, but besides that, I, I, I don't need to see him champion again. We've done it so many times of him being champion and then him losing into that person to give him that rub. Like, why does he have to have the championship? He's still a big name. Someone beating him still means a lot because he doesn't lose a lot. So him losing a match to any up-and-comer would be a big rub. There's a couple different dark horses here that I think – won't win, but like there's a, ch- I don't know. I, I just have a good feeling about them. So I'm not saying they're going to win, but you never know that being Keith Lee, who I don't even think he's not even announced for the damn thing. So I'm not even really sure what's up with that, but I mean, they'll, they'll announce the fucking money, the bank winner, but they won't announce Keith Lee, which makes no sense. Um, like Elias is in it. Like who gives a shit? Um, I think Keith Lee is a dark horse. I think, Sheamus is a dark horse because, you know, with the whole McIntyre thing, he's already won a Rumble, don't want to see it again, but he's a dark horse. Cesaro, given the push he's gotten recently, but I'm not stupid enough to think that's going to lead anywhere. Nakamura, I, yeah, I don't see that happening. And uh, AJ Styles, and Bobby Lashley, too. I think Bobby Lashley's been, I mean, Randy was so adamant about him winning. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I would love to see Bobby win. He's the current U.S. champion. Unless he was to drop it earlier on in the show, I don't see him winning the Rumble. Um, AJ's got absolutely nothing going on right now. You mentioned The Fiend. I feel like there's a couple people you could have win where you could justify, okay, that makes sense. And then you can kind of run with it from there. Because um, AJ never really got his one-on-one match for the WWE title, and he has history with Roman Reigns. So he's another one. Um, there, there's a, I feel like there's a lot of people in the Rumble this year that you could make a case for, even though they're probably not going to win. No, I, I mean, I think the possibilities are endless. I, I mean, I think, I mean, this just came in my head, which I don't know why I thought of this, but, like, you could have it coming down to the end. It's just, like, like you said, either a Keith Lee or or Cesaro, and it's Rand, him, them and, him, them, and Randy. Randy seemingly looks like he's, he won. The Fiend comes back, throws him out, wins the whole thing. I mean, stuff like that is definitely possible. I, I just, 
I just don't. I like Brock too, and I just, I just don't think he needs to win. So I'm, I'm hoping it's not him. And I, I, like Randy doesn't need to win again. Sheamus doesn't need to win again. It just I, Shinsuke definitely doesn't need to win again. I mean, what is he going to lose again at WrestleMania? So I, I would go with Brian. I, I just don't think that's the direction they'll go with. Even though it seems like he's the guaranteed choice or like the favorite choice, I just. The company likes him. I just, I just, I don't know. I feel like they, they're very hesitant to pull the trigger on him. So, I, I'll go with him, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't win. Yeah, I, I don't know. What the, what, well, what if the Fiend wins? I mean, that, that, what you just said makes sense. Do you have him face McIntyre at WrestleMania? I mean, I, I guess it's a fresh match, but I mean, he also never really, him and Roman never really did their feud. So, what would you do? I mean, if he won, I would have him and Randy finish whatever they have coming up, either Elimination Chamber or Fastlane, just to finally put a ball on that feud. And then... I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess you could keep him on Raw. I mean, him and Drew did have, like... Didn't he tease with Drew and they never kind of, like... When he got on Raw, they kind of teased it, but then he went in a different direction. I he can't did. Remember. You're right. Yeah, when he was directionless, when he first came to the show, I think he confronted him or something. Whenever it, it was when they had like four or five different contenders for the bell. But yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Very briefly. Maybe go back on that, and then and then Fiend wins the bell. I mean, I like I like the Fiend as a character, just him as a champion. I just I don't know. They've never really done it justice, and his matches aren't really great enough for me to justify him winning the bell. But I mean, that's a more interesting direction than. Then Brock coming back and, and then going for the belt again, if you ask me. No, I agree. Well, we also had Edge come back on Monday's Raw very yeah. randomly. I wasn't yeah. on Twitter on Monday afternoon, but, like, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, did they advertise this in advance and I just missed it? Like, you're more on top of that stuff than I am sometimes. Did they announce this before they showed the commercial in the middle of Raw at, like, 9.30? They said that Edge was, like, they said Edge was going to talk about, like, his injury or rehab that they mentioned earlier in the day on Twitter, but okay. I didn't see that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So and I thought they, pl- I thought they plugged it on raw at one point too, but they did, they did, but it was at like nine 30. Maybe it was in the beginning. And I mean, listen, my, my fingers best friend is the fast forward button. I mean, whenever I see a commercial entrance replay, I fast forward to that shit quicker than you could even imagine. Um, so maybe <laughs> I missed it, but it was like nine 30 and I'm like, why are they just, in-? I'm like, what the fuck? And then he said he was in it. And I thought the promo was easily the best part of Raw. Like, that's not saying much because the show sucked. But it was an amazing promo. And he brought up a great point about how we never lost the World Heavyweight Championship 10 years ago. That was when he retired. So he's in the match on Sunday. I want to get your thoughts on this. Because initially, it's not the fact that they didn't save it as a Rumble surprise. I mean, listen, I think surprises are great. They probably have other ones lined up. There's no fans there, so whatever. Um, they already had the edge return last year. You don't really need to do it again. Nothing will ever, nothing will ever surpass that. So doing that again, I'm, I'm okay with them not doing that. But at the very least, unless he just got cleared a couple days ago, why didn't they do this like three weeks ago? And then like build up to edge being in the rumble to throw it on there as a random last minute thing right before the Royal Rumble in the last like 15 minutes of the show without any prior hype aside from what they said on Twitter at 2.30 p.m. It just it felt like a last minute ditch attempt to make people care about a match that they may not currently be invested in. I just thought the approach I think it's great is in it. I just thought the approach was very questionable. Yeah, the approach is terrible. It's kind of it's what they do though. It's very last minute. And like you said, it could be one of those things. Maybe do with COVID and 
maybe some setbacks. He, he had a late visit to see if he could get cleared, and maybe that's what, why. Um, but, I mean, if anything, it seems like a last-ditch effort to get people invested or people to watch because at this point. It just There isn't really that many big na- like the big na- There's just the two big names in the company aren't in the map, so they're kind of maybe grasping at straws there to try to get gain some interest because besides Drew and Roman, I mean, no other guy really has – even close to the momentum they have besides maybe the fiend and randy but besides that they're the biggest things going so if they're not in the match it, 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 people really shouldn't really care about watching the match i would say if what'd you say i just with the two biggest names in the company not in the match it just doesn't really bring too much steam at this point that's mm-hmm. why i think they're doing like a lot last ditch effort trying to get like a name or couple of big names announced they're going to be in it to gain some kind of interest. No, yeah, I figured that. Um, they announced Edge, but they obviously are saving at least one or two surprises. It's not really about the surprises this year, I would think, because there's no fans to react to it. Does anyone come to mind? To me, it's John Cena. But other than John Cena, who else comes to mind for you or someone that you would want to see come back? Um, it's I mean, usually someone were- fucking random, but I mean... I mean, they rumored fucking Carlito to come back for Raw Legends, and he never did. I mean, that'd be a decent cameo. I'd mark. Hey, what about um, Kennedy? Yeah, I'm not a big Kennedy guy, but I mean... <laughs> Ken Duane you are, though. Oh, if Ken, if Ken Doan came out, I'd pop here. Ken Kenny Dykstra, baby. Oh, I'd go crazy, but... I don't know. I, I just... Uh, there's really too many people I'd, I'd really go crazy for as like a legend at this point, but we'll see. I mean... Cena would be neat, though. I think people. I mean, people would be surprised if he came back. Remember when Kenny Dykstra and what was it, Mike Mondo? They were on SmackDown about five years ago. Yes, they were on SmackDown very briefly. This isn't funny, but I remember there was a report at the time that I don't know if it was Ken, but I think it might have been Mike Mondo. They did an interview after they returned because they were on the show for maybe like a week or two, and I think they thought like they'd be brought back full time. So I don't know. I don't think it was Ken. I think it was the other guy. I think it was Mike Mondo. He quit his job just to be at WWE because he thought, you know, to do the appearance because he thought they would bring him back, and they never did. How sad is that? I think it was rumored that they they were going to get brought back at a, on, on like a regular basis, and then something must not have something not. I know that they went to MLW for a little bit too, so maybe that's what they they actually thought they're going to come back as a thing, and then it didn't work out. Like you said, he might have quit his job, but I mean. It did seem kind of random just to bring them back in. I mean, they're both good in the ring, and now they're a little bit, they're a little bit older, so maybe they, they mature. It seemed like their their issues before were a lot of maturity. I mean, their gimmicks suck, too. So, I mean, when you're pitching a hole in them with a cheerleading gimmick, I mean, they can only go so far, and they both they all were pretty young at that time. But, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't quit my job if I unless I had some kind of inkling I, I, I would be a full-time thing. So, maybe they thought it was going to be a more full-time thing, and it just didn't pan out. But, yeah. I heard Dykstra. I think he was 30 at the time that he came back. He must be only 34 or 35 now, which is wild to me. I mean, he debuted when he was 20 or 21, so I can't say I'm too surprised, but yeah. Yeah. I mean. That's good. And he, he was in great shape when he came back, well, too. Yeah, 04, 05. That's almost 14, 15 years ago. Yeah, it'd be, it makes sense to run 35, 34. Mm, we'll see. But um, we'll see about uh, Ken Dykstra. Is he your big... Uh... Is he, is it, who's your big prediction? Not obviously Ken Dykstra. Who did you say again? Cena, obviously. My for, for the match or for? I'm uh, sorry. For who do you think is going to come back? Oh, Cena. Cena. What about who's going to win again? <sighs> you know, I want to say Brian, but then I feel like I'm jinxing it, and then he's not going to win. I feel like if I, I if I shoot low and say Brock, 
then I'll be pleasantly... Like, last year I said Roman. I think I said Roman because I'm like, there's no way they're actually going to go with Drew. And then they did. So, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be optimistic and say Brian, but if I'm wrong and it's Brock, then I'm never going to pick who I want to win ever again. Uh, I know. I'll go with this. I'll say Cesaro. I mean, I don't think he'll win, but just so Brock wins or... Or uh, Brian wins, I'll be I'll be surprised. So I'll go with Cesaro. If Cesaro wins and there's no crowd for that, that that would just be, it would be sad because it would be like the reaction that there were fans there aching to WrestleMania 30, Cam's favorite moment of all time. The uh, what what is it, the Kofi toe thing? What did you call it? Kofi toe drag. <laughs> the Kofi toe drag. This is oh you were at WrestleMania 30. You were there for that reaction. Yes, sir. Big, Great moment. Oh my god, I, I fell out of my seat. When Cesaro won. Yeah. <laughs> we're the people everything oh my god big moment big big moment and that was it and then it was all downhill from there then you uh, Paul Heyman and then the rest is history <laughs> that's it Mr. Marcel Royal Rumble 2021 predictions very excited for Sunday as always and it won't be the same without an audience it won't be the same without Mr. Marcel enjoying the Rumble in person three years ago fond memories going to McDonald's getting back to my place at 3 fucking a.m. in the morning. But you know what? It's all cool. It's still going to be a fun time on Sunday regardless. Any final thoughts, Mr. Marceau, before we ride off into the sunset here? Nothing. I just hope Brock doesn't win. <laughs> and Goldberg. My two predictions are Goldberg and Brock don't win. Those are your predictions, or that's what you don't want to no, happen? Two or things I don't want to say. Those are my two like predictions I don't want to say. <laughs> well, I can't wait to come here on the show next week and discuss Goldberg being the new WWE champion and Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble like it's 2003 all over again. Please don't do that to me. New episodes, WrestleRant Radio, every single every single Thursday, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Podbean. We'll be back next Thursday breaking down the Royal Rumble and everything else going on in the world of wrestling, including our reviews of NXT and Dynamite, which we had to leave off for this week. Mr. Marceau, great time as always, brother. I'll catch your ass next week. See you later. I'm here to rumble.